our having clarity is having goals. What's mm-hmm. the end game for you? Mm-hmm. Like just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should keep doing it. So it's about knowing yourself, what's important to you, and what's your must-haves and what are, it's kind of like dating, what are your must-haves? So it's communicating, for lack of a better word, your value. What do you bring? Who you are? And that's what's, like you said, that's what's going to get you hired. People All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about a really important topic, and that is about clarity, confidence, and communication. And that's actually the three C's, and they're not my three C's. Actually, our guest is three C's. And so to talk about the importance of clarity, confidence, and communication, I have Lauren Young Derby. She is a career design coach and the founder of Taiki Career Coaching. So Lauren, super excited that you're here. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I'm super excited. Look, so you've, you've had your career coaching business for over six years. Uh, why career coaching? Well, you know, why, why are you so passionate about career coaching? Why did you start doing this? Uh, did, you, like, wanna, did you grow up wanting to be a career coach? Yeah, I came out of the womb hoping I'll be a career <laughs> coach. I, I thought, hey, I just want to, I changed career from, uh, you know, baby to a person and all that stuff. <laughs> um, no, I actually decided to be a career coach because I had bad experience with a career coach. And so I thought I can do better than this. Uh, very type A of me. Um, so I went through a two year certification training program and I found myself niching down. You often hear that um, with coaches. I actually started as a personal finance coach. So I was like, I'm going to be a career coach for everything. All things career for all people. Then I became career change. Then I became career change for women. Then became career transition. And now moving into my career design era, as (laughs) Beyonce would call it. (laughs) And so what, what what do you mean by career design era? Like walk me through what that is. Sure. Uh, the thing about most of the women that I, and I came up with it based on my clients and the women I've spoken to, it's about being intentional with how you move in your mm. career. Because a lot of the times we just fall into jobs. Um, even when yep. you apply to them, we're like, I just need a job. I got this job. Yep. I've done well. Yep. And you just progress up. But you aren't really moving with intentionality. You're reacting instead of being proactive. So what I'm moving into starting next week um, is being a career design coach instead of just career career change coach because career change obviously you're changing careers but with career design you don't necessarily have to change careers you just have to change how you move in your career yeah no and that makes a lot of sense because i think you're absolutely right i think we're we're very reactive versus proactive about our career and i think it comes down to the way that most people are applying for jobs like you know and i see this you know, I, I, I've been working with, with students and helping them get jobs for over 10 years now. And it's what I see the most common. When I see most common, I'm saying like 90 plus percent of students have what I call a shotgun approach of job searching, which is uh, the spray and pray approach, right? I'm going to apply to every single company. I meet the minimum qualifications without really taking the time to understand is like, hey, how is this company going to help me reach my goals three, four, five, ten 10 years down the line? And and, start, and, and you need to see that, you know, especially when you're starting out, and I know that you work with more mid, mid-career professionals, um, 
all these experiences generate these critical experiences that allow you to have a smoother or reach those ultimate career goals. And, and, and in my program, so I know that you have your three C's, clarity, confidence, and communication. In my program, I have a five-step process, very similar. It's clarity, uh, visibility, networking, interviewing, and then salary negotiation, right? And most people that don't work with a career coach, I, I, the mistake is that they skip clarity, right? They're just so quick to just want to start applying, get their resume. They think that it's like resume, apply, interview, job, and you skip clarity and don't take the time. So I, when, when we were talking about, hey, what should we talk about and what, what should we talk about in the podcast, when you shared your three C's, I was like, I think that's brilliant to talk about because you it's such a clear three-step process, but clarity is skipped on. And so what advice do you have on finding clarity for job seekers? I, one of the things I always have to pitch, push my clients to do is to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Unrealistic, realistic, <laughs> unrealistically realistic. So yes, you may like, I want a job that makes some amount of salary, Think, like you said, think about having clarity is having goals. Like what's the mm -hmm. end game for you? Mm -hmm. um, and the end game can't just be, I want to make $150,000 because you can make $150,000 any number of ways. It's how do you want to get there? What kind of company do you yep. want to work for? What's important to, for you to have in terms of benefits, in terms of uh do you want hype nowadays hybrid or do you want remote work? You want to be in the office. So you have to think about all these logistical things. And so it's, it's about knowing yourself even before you start applying for that job. Cause you have a job that you're like, I really enjoy working remotely. I want a job that's hundred percent remote and you get a job and they're hybrid at, at uh, best. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to be happy. So it's about knowing yourself, what's important to you and what's your must haves and what are, it's kind of like dating. What are your must haves and what are your nice haves kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's funny you say kind of like dating. I think you're right. I think imagine if your dating strategy was to go on a dating app, right? And just hit right and every single person regardless, right? Like you're just going right and you're just hoping to get match and a match, the date, your first date is the first interview. And you're just trying to make it work with every person that matches. But if you have a list, if you have a criteria, what you're looking for, right? Um, like you, then it's the same thing with a company. Do you have a criteria, what you're looking for? And that's going to change, right? Like I remember, so there's this exercise that I have our clients do. And uh, it's like in, in our clarity workbook. And if, if you're listening to this, by the way, just message me on LinkedIn and say clarity workbook and I'll send it to you. But um, it's one of the exercises is essentially saying, okay, what are your, what rank your priorities? And so you say, okay, compensation, location, industry, work-life balance, upward mobility, like mentorship, like your first boss, uh, cause we take that for granted, right? Um, pay time off, uh, you know, work from home. So there's all this criteria and you rank it, right? And every time you apply, right? I encourage you to keep track of your applications or just apply, rank how this company looks into that, right? And so I remember when I came out of college, my top three were location. I wanted to stay in Florida. My wife still had a couple of years in college. So I wanted to stay in college, wait for her. Uh, the third one was uh, like upward mobility. Like was I going to gain experience? You know, there's some roles where very boring and very repetitive and compensation. I didn't care if I was working 80 hours a week. Like I didn't care because I was right out of college. Like I was willing to put in whatever I needed to do. 
And so that's why I, even though I had like 10 job offers when I graduated college, I chose PepsiCo because it allowed me to stay in Orlando. So location, it had, I was in a management training program that was designed for me to gain massive credible experience on managing a team and running a sales organization team and running a multi-million dollar company within the back end of a fortune 500 company. So massive amount of experience and three, it had a great compensation. Now, six years later, I left PepsiCo to start my own business because my priorities had changed, right? I was no longer looking like for the location. It didn't matter as much because I can now have my own business and do this. I wasn't motivated by money because I knew that if I started a business, I could build out my own. So it's like my, my priorities have changed, but because I knew what I was looking for, PepsiCo served me really well, right? I was there for five years. I loved it. It was everything that I expected, but I had clarity on that. So we'll love to hear your perspective and advice and how you advise your clients to gain clarity or what are some uh, things that you think they should do before they submit their first application. It's funny. My experience uh, coming out of college is the exact opposite. <laughs> I I actually had managed somehow, to, not somehow, I applied. I, um, I got a paid internship in my my U.S. Senate uh, senator's mm -hmm. office, and I didn't have a lot of people advising me, so I didn't. I'm a first generation college student, and if I knew, obviously, if I knew then what I knew now, I'd be so so rich. But but mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the importance of networking or, or asking. Yep. Like I didn't understand the Wellesley Network. Um, that's where I went to school. And so I didn't know that I probably should have stayed because I left because I'm like, well, you know, come from a working class, you know, I need to make more money than what I'm making here. And so I left this very prestigious internship because <laughs> I was like, well, I have to make money. And that was my priority. And I like, I didn't even go, I was just making more money. I was making as a paid intern. We know how much paid interns get paid. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, for, I just kind of, I, what you call spray and pray? That's yeah, that's spray and pray approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I was kind of like flitting around, and it was odd that it wasn't until I had a bad coaching experience I started looking at coaching, and I realized one of the things that were so important to me, even from the beginning, uh, high school at least, probably before, was helping others, serving others, yep. and so it's actually in my college's uh, logo um motto not logo motto <laughs> um and so when i really thought about what's important to me i'm like i want to help women i want to help women excel be the best they can be women like me who are ambitious and driven type a i can do type b too just need to do your assignments when i give them to you but <laughs> you know who want to step into their greatness and own it. And that's kind of the confidence. Cause like, like I kind of just did, I was like, I somehow got this paid internship. I didn't somehow get this paid internship. I put my butt off to get it and I applied to it and I got it. But I felt not, I kind of fell into and like backed my way into it. Um, so I didn't quite have the focus that you did. So I, I did it from the opposite perspective yeah. of this is what doesn't work people. <laughs> Like you eventually get there, but I can help you get there a lot faster. Than no, and, and, and that experience out. works just as well. And, and understanding is like the same thing I, when I work with a lot of career coaches, I can tell you how I can help career coaches because for the first four years of me and my career coaching business, it didn't work. Like I, every single client that I helped made more money than I did. 
right? <laughs> like, like every single client that I worked with got a better, got a job making more money than I was making as a career coach, right? And so like, good for them, but not for me. Um, and so, but I learned, right? Like, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you learn to say, okay, if I can go back, how do I help others avoid those things? So they don't have to go through the three, four years. They don't have to go through all their savings, their 401k credit card debt before they figure it out. Right. And so that's the beautiful thing about, um, like working with a coach that has walked your path and has, has been able to like share those lessons so that you don't have to get burned touching the stove. They already warned you about exactly. it. I learned the lesson so you don't have to. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. And, and I have a similar, um, I call it a questionnaire, a confidence, a clear, sorry, clarity uh, questionnaire. And it goes to the same thing. What are, what are you good at? And not yeah. only, and I always ask them, what are you good at and what do you like to do? Because oftentimes we do things that we, we, we really good. Like you might be really good at Excel. I'm not. But some people are are really good at Excel, but they hate doing it. So yep. yeah, mark put that down, but also know that you don't like doing it. So if yeah. there's a job that requires you to work with Excel all the time, maybe that isn't the job for you to apply to because you don't enjoy doing. It. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. There is. I was gonna say I know I was gonna say absolutely. There is this. I don't know if you've. I'm not looking this way. Uh, if, if you guys are watching this, because I was just Googling it really quick. There's a L back. So I've been doing this podcast for now five years now, over 300 episodes. This is probably like episode first, the first 50 episodes. Um, a good friend, his name is uh, George, Jordan George. And he talked about this concept called Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept meaning for the meaning of life. And so I'll share my screen for all of you uh, who are either on Spotify or on, on YouTube watching this. But you're going to see, this is to me a really great graph when you think about clarity. So finding clarity is when you, all these four things intercept. What you're good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what we can be paid for doing, right? Because if you're, if you're good at it and you can get paid for it, it's your profession. Great. That's awesome. If you're good at it and you love it, it's more like your passion. If you love it, and the world needs, it becomes like a mission. What you get paid for and what the world needs is a vocation. But if you can find something, so for me, is that career coaching. I love career coaching, right? I think the world needs it. I think every, I think we should normalize career coaching, right? I found a way to get paid for it. Not the first three years. Gosh, man, that was tough. <laughs> and I think I've gotten really good at it. You know, I think it's like anything else, you get good at it. And so I think I found my ikigai and... I don't, I think this is not something you, you, you do this overnight, right? Like it's not something that kind of happens overnight, but to your point, when you say you're, you're in design in, in your design era, you have to design this life and this could take months, but it could also take decades for you to finally get to the point where you can do this. Right. And, um, for me, as I look back and saying, okay, I finally have an amazing career coaching business right? That I'm good at, that I love, the world needs, and people are willing to pay for it. But that probably took 20 years of all this experience. I had to learn how to sell. I had to learn how to market. I had to work for a big company myself. I had to be a recruiter. I had to be a hiring manager. I had to go through all these experiences to be able to to to, to do this successfully. And um, so I think it's super interesting though. Yeah. I love that. That, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, it's, 
And it's a much more succinct and visual way of doing it as opposed to, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's kind of like this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it does. And it's, you, you're not, I would be suspicious of someone who finds, figures that out very quickly. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, unless you're like born like a, a like, like Tiger Woods that found golf earlier on because of his dad or something like that, where you, I think those are exceptions, not the rule. And to, for you to compare yourself to that 1% of people that maybe, I don't know, maybe destined to do something like that. And they find it so early on. Uh, I think it's really tough. It, it's like, you know, I think that's what's so dangerous about social media is that we start comparing ourselves to somebody else's uh, highlight reels, right? No yeah. one's putting the negative stuff on social media. They're only putting the good. And so if you're comparing your career with the people who are saying, I'm happy to announce I got a job at Google, you don't know what the struggles that they've went through. You don't know how many times they've been rejected. Exactly. You don't know the whole story. You just know that I'm happy to announce posts that went viral. Um, and so, but this, I mean, I feel like we could talk about clarity forever. Let's talk about confidence. Why does confidence then play such a big role in job searching? Well, I mean, think about it. If you have someone like take your energy, for instance, you can tell you're in sales. My husband's in sales. So I recognize the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like you come in with energy, confidence. I mean, I instantly, like, like I said, I have that vibe become, I'm like, I don't know if he knows what he's talking about, but he, I, he, I bet he does as opposed to someone who knows, like they know their stuff and they're coming in. They're like, um, so, um, <clears throat> I, I like to talk to people about coaching and I, th I think I'm really good at it. I don't know. Um, there's two, those are two different things. And yeah, I'm not really big into faking it till you make it. I just think for most of my clients and I think particularly because I'm really, I'm going to say women a lot, but for women, we've already made it. We don't need to fake it. You just need to let the world know. And I'm constantly telling my clients, I'm like, what are you talking about? They've like written books. And I find this out like two sessions in. <laughs> what do you mean you wrote five books? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean you're the mayor or whatever, your town? What are you talking about? Because we're so used and, and be honest, society also has taught us to play small. And that doesn't mean you have to be arrogant. And I'm also a big believer in it's not arrogance if you can back it up, you know? <laughs> and, and if people say you're arrogant, but you're killing it and you're not being cruel, you know, that be arrogant if that's their definition of arrogance. But you have to go in confidence, not just outwardly out confidence. Confidence really comes from inside. Uh, and yeah. so I really work my my clients to build their confidence to believe in themselves as much as I believe in them, as much as their colleagues believe in them, because you're getting promoted for a reason. Like yeah. you, you're, you're killing it at work. You did well in your life. This wasn't a fluke. You're 45 years old. You have not had a lifetime of flukes. That's not going to happen. So having that confidence in yourself translates into life in general, not just in career, but and I'm a career design coach. So for careers, it matters not only just in interviews, before you get into interviews, like you were talking about, you had, um, going back to your spray and pray, and you said you had um, students or people coming out of college, and they're supplying thing they're remotely uh, mm -hmm. qualified for. I have women who are completely qualified and won't apply for a job because they're like, I think that level is too high. Yeah. Or I only have eight out of the 10 things they're looking for. 
are you killing? Okay, no, we're not doing that. What's what, what are you missing? In quotes, you know. So it's that lack of confidence that they're holding themselves back from their greatness. So it means everything. I mean, I can't even choose one or the other. You know, I mean, I guess if I had to choose one, I guess I would choose confidence because then you can get clarity when you got the job. But <laughs> I, they're they're really equal. They go hand in hand. The whole clarity and communicate. Um, yeah, clarity and confidence. So that that's why it's so important in life in general, but particularly in careers. Yeah, I have also found that you know, you know, with minorities and women in particular, they they're selling themselves short, and it's this need of I think I need one more degree, or I need one more certification, or I need one more of something, and they think that that gives them the confidence. But like the reality is they're qualified already and they're just not applying for the jobs because to your point, they'll look at a job description and they're not, they're, they're not a hundred percent. And you have to rem like, you have to remember, like even most of those job descriptions, that's like a wish list. That's not a man. Exactly. It's like it's somebody's Christmas wish list of the ideal purple squirrel candidate they're looking for. And that doesn't exist. And, um, and so um, if you don't apply for the job, you're 100% not going to get it. And if you apply for it, even if that is a 1%, 1% is better than 0%. And so like what the great Michael Jordan says, you're going to miss every shot you don't take, right? And and you're right. I think it comes down with confidence. And the reason why I think confidence is such a big deal. So if you're listening to this as, as a job seeker, you have to understand that every company, regardless of its size, right, has limited resources. Google, Apple, Amazon, the U.S. government. They have limited resources. They can't just go hire everyone looking for a job. They can't go hire every software engineer. They can't go hire everyone. And so when they hire someone, they have to make sure that it's a good investment. And when you look at an investment, you look for two criteria. What's my risk versus my reward? And if you walk into an interview and you don't believe in yourself, then why should they believe in you, right? And so you have to believe in yourself and your ability to, to do the job um, and be there also long-term. But anyways, I, I would digress on that topic forever no that that totally makes sense though the other thing i i, I part of having confidence is having confidence having confidence in yourself also mean being means being confident being yourself mm -hmm. and i think people overlook that they think that they should change to fit into a position or a company culture and then they wonder why they're miserable and i found that um once I was like, you know, whatever, it's not so much I don't care if I get this job or not, but this is who I am. If they're going to hire me, let them see who they're getting. And again, like dating, you know, I'm not going to sneak in. I'm yep. not a representative. This is me. <laughs> Actually, this isn't me. This is my vacation here, me. But <laughs> um, so it's having that confidence in yourself. So when you go in and you are yourself, they're hiring the real you. And so yes. you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not to fit into a culture that's not one that's suitable for you for whatever reason. And it's okay if it's not suitable for you. Not every every hammer, wait, no, I guess every nail is a hammer. But anyway, not every job is for everybody. Not every company yeah. culture is for everybody. Yeah, that is so true because I, you know, people are, as they're getting into interviews, they try to build this, beat this person that they're not, right? And and you can fake to be anybody you want for a couple of hours. What's going to happen when you're there 40 hours a week, 
right? Maybe you do it and you get away with it in week one, week two, week three. But six months later, you're gonna your your real self will show up. And if it doesn't click with the company culture, you're gonna have a miserable time. And then you're gonna go back to the job search process. And so I think you're right. I think like it's what I tell uh my clients is like you should be posting on LinkedIn and and talking about like yourself. Right? And I'm not saying go into politics or religion. I'm actually just talking about how like talk about building your personal brand. And they're like, well, Daniel, what if that's gonna turn off some companies? I'm like, good. Because it will also attract some companies. And it's gonna attract the companies that match you what you're looking for and match your culture. And and that's where you want to end up anyways. And so totally fine if it if it is if somebody is like, I don't know if I would hire her, great. Because if they did hire you and you're gonna work there, you're gonna be miserable. So you, you you don't win with that. So lastly, the last C, you have clarity, confidence, last but not least, communication. Yeah. How is that so important? You're like the segue king. You're talking about posting on LinkedIn. So <laughs> that's part of a communication is knowing your brand, your professional brand. Like, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to do? And I'm a big believer that your brand should also be aspirational. It shouldn't just be like, I'm this. This is what I've done in the past. It's like, well, what do you want to do? You can just add that on as a tagline. So communication is really what you're communicating to the world, whether it's through networking events, uh, LinkedIn, uh, your resume, and like just meeting people on the street. I don't, I, mean, I don't know if I meet people on the street, but you know, <laughs> wherever you're meeting people or you're talking to people, it's communicating, for lack of a better word, your value. What do you bring? Who you are? And that's what's like you said, that's what's going to get you hired. People are like, I mean, I, I was in the New York times the other week and it was just because I was on LinkedIn. She was like, Oh, I saw your stuff on LinkedIn. And you know, seemed like you knew you were talking about confident. <laughs> and and uh, so, you know, let's, you know, can I talk to you for an interview? And that got me in the New York times. And so, and from post, just posting on LinkedIn. So there's the, you know, communication and confidence and clarity about what I wanted to do. Why when, when I talked to her, I was very clear about what I wanted to get across. So all of that play, like you get it back. What, what you put out, you get back. So yep. if you're not putting anything out, you're not going to get anything back. Yeah, no, I, it's so true. You know, less than 2% of people on LinkedIn create content. And so what happens less than 2%, and so what happens is that, you know, LinkedIn, like any other social media platform is incentivized to have people spend more time on that platform because they can run more ads and they can generate more revenue. And so the reason why it's so beautiful that LinkedIn, when you write a content and you might not, you might be like, oh, Daniel, you know, good for you. You have 85,000 plus followers. I only have less than 500. I'm like, yes, but LinkedIn is incentivized that to show that to other people who they think is going to be relevant. So there's a reason why. Even if you go to my post, you see a lot of people who are second and third connections who are liking my content because it's being shared outside of my circle, right? Well, if you look at other social media platforms like the Instagrams and the Facebook that are more established, they not only not only share it to the other people, they're like share it to a percentage of your followers and connections because there's everyone's posting there. And so you're going to get seen and you guys, uh, listeners are will be surprised the amount of times that our clients are getting like messages about interviews that lead to offers because they're posting on LinkedIn and they're not posting as an expert. They're posting on like, here's what I learned in class or here's the last certification I got 
or I went to this networking event and I met this amazing people, or I saw this article on data science and let me break you break this down. Or it's just so interesting, like how we're limited by our creativity, but creating a personal brand and communicating on LinkedIn is just such a hack, such a great, yeah. great hack. And you don't even have to be creative. You could just take someone else's thing, repost it and just put what you think about it. you're helping that person by spreading like expanding their their network and let people see them and you're establishing like hey i'm kind of in a no because i saw this one thing and i'm putting up so yeah it's you don't have to be super creative and going back to what you were saying about you like i have um so many followers but i only have like seven okay Daniel didn't start with as many followers. See, I didn't start with as many Last followers. Last time I checked, I started with zero, just like everyone yeah. else. Yes. Well, I, I think I had one, and that was my other profile that I was trying yes. to <laughs> I followed myself. I was just going in a circle. But, yeah, you have to start, and that's that's yeah. the most important thing I always tell people. You have to start somewhere. And don't despair about what you haven't done yet. You and don't despair at all. Just get started. Just yep. post that one thing. Just, Hey, you know, how are you? Well, don't just put how are you guys doing? Like I said, if you yeah. don't know what to post, repost someone else's post and just say what you thought. Even if it's just, I thought this was interesting. What do you guys think? Something like that. Yep. Something really simple. Absolutely. I think in the beginning, don't, don't track likes and views, track how many posts you do a week. So create like a routine for yourself. But look, Lauren, we can talk about this forever. So before we kind of wrap it up, look, uh, if people listening to you love the three C's, want to learn more about your pa- uh, coaching packages, want to learn more about you. I also know you do an amazing uh, LinkedIn live every Tuesday. Um, I, by the time this goes out, ours would already be out. So, but tell us a little bit more about your, your, your services and how can people listening to this and want to learn more about you can get a hold of you. Uh, you can find me on tykeycoaching.com, T-Y-C-H-E coaching.com. Um, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn all the time under Lauren Young Durbin. And um, so, yeah, my new coaching package is Unstoppable You. And I'm very excited about it. And that's the coaching, that's a, the career design package that I've designed where I work with women to figure out exactly what they want to do next. Like, where have you been? What? where do you want to go and help them get there in a more intentional way and doesn't have to be changing jobs it's just being more intentional in how you move in your career um yeah and i have the taiki tuesday talks uh we're having a taiki thursday talk tomorrow (laughs) Um, daniel and i uh if you can't if some reason i think it's going to come out later but it's going to be on linkedin so you guys can look at it whenever uh and also i started a youtube channel i'm very excited about that so that's awesome. I'm all over the so place. We'll, no, we'll put a link to your your website as well as your LinkedIn here so that people can connect with you. Lauren, thank you so much for here. Thank uh, you. Being here. And if you're listening to this, if you gain value in this, um, if there's someone you know that might be looking to gain more clarity, confidence, and just better communication, this is the episode to share. Uh, that would be uh, the, the, that would mean the world to us. So thank you so much for listening. Lauren, thank you for being here and catch you guys all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.